0: From the humble beginnings of South St. Louis to broadcasting around the world. Right time media gives to you the right lane. Sup now, motherfucker. Yeah, bitches. Told you motherfuckers what time it was. Yeah, bitches. On that 55 track, baby. Yeah, bitches. Down low, down. Hey, yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to the right lane. I'm Danny and today I'm here with a great guest. He is a fighter out of Han's MMA. He's also a collegiate wrestler out of MoBat. Uh, Luke Winston, man, how you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad you come over and do, uh, put up my bullshit for a second or three. Uh, he's also a Cowboys and Patriots fan, but we won't hold that against him today. <laughs> First, I want to start off with, where'd you go to college at? You went to MoBat. But I, did, I, cause I, had to, I was told that you were a collegiate wrestler. Or not a collegiate wrestler, a four-time All-American, I believe. That's what I was told. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I guess this is a good way to get that out of the way. Um, My second fight with Owen, um, basically when they send you the documents, you kind of put some stuff about yourself. And I think one of the questions was like, what is something that you have over your opponent that you think you have better than? I just said wrestling. That's all (laughs) I said. And Adam Sella, or Chella, however he pronounces it. Yeah. Yeah. he just made up whatever on the commentary. He said like Luke's a four time. I I had a college scholarship right. to Missouri Baptist, but uh, I was not I was not there for very long, and I didn't compete. Um, but yeah, I am just a basic wrestler.
0: <laughs> right, right on. How did you get into MMA? Like, how you how did you transition from? Because uh, you're twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, how did you make the transition from? How long have you been training? Let's start there.
1: Um, I, I dabbled in 2019 for a little bit. Um, kind of got scared away from it, to be honest. How, how's was that? Uh, I, I guess I wasn't... I don't really know. Um, so Hans had two locations at the mm-hmm. time. They had Arnold and they had Festus. And I was primarily going to Arnold. And uh, eventually they decided to focus primarily on the Festus location and i i don't really know um i I don't really have a way to describe why i left um there was just you know i i think there was part of me that was just not mentally ready for it yet and i just kind of left and then 2020 of november so we're coming up on two years that i've been training i came back because covid and a lot of places were closed and i was bored and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna get back into this again
0: and so boy, when you got bored you was like I feel like getting punched in the face.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's not that bad. A lot of people, you know, are scared to get hit, but it's it's not as bad as it is. No,
0: you is. don't seem the type to be scared to get hit. I've watched a couple of your fights and uh you're pretty uh you go at it, man. You go in there with fucking you, you go do your thing.
1: I try I try. No,
0: it's a, it's <laughs> it, it's a joy to watch you fight and stuff. Uh I had misjudged you. Uh because I played in the wrestling thing or whatever and stuff. And then I thought you, uh, that Owen kind of, you kind of broke after that fight. Because I, I, from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. you lost a bunch of weight. Uh, and I always think when fighters do that, it's because not you or anything. But when I judge fighters like that, I'm like, oh, he's, he didn't think he can compete at this weight class. And so he's making big changes instead of just minor ones. And he's got a knee jerk reaction to this. And I did say, I've seen, even said it on air about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, told, I wholeheartedly, it was wrong. And I, I can admit to that because I've seen you fight since and you definitely were not broke. Uh, you definitely were. I, I'm sure that the loss was a setback or whatever, but you definitely retooled. And then you had a fight right after that, too, against another a beast. Uh, the champion. I forget his name. Uh, Clark. Yeah. Uh, Clark Stith. Yeah. Uh, with a name like Clark Stith, you better be tough. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but you had fought like some really good guys early. Uh, mm-hmm. So that can be a an, an obstacle that's difficult to overcome because I had gone through that and I I didn't really bother me so much cuz I knew what I was capable of and stuff. But how were those losses early in your early in your uh, career? How did you deal with them?
1: Uh I the, the thing is I know I'm I'm not someone like Khabib. Like I know I'm going to lose. That's just that's the bottom line. You have to lose in order to get better. And it the the losses to Owen and Clark, I mean, they weighed heavily on me at the time. Um, after I lost to Clark, I was like, you know, I'm like, I, I don't, I, should I even be doing this anymore? Right. Like I went in there, hit the dude hard and then immediately got taken down, you know? And I, I knew he was a wrestler. Um, I didn't know how good of a wrestler he was. He's a CBC wrestler. Yeah. So he's fucking good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. that, you know, like when I found that out, I was like, well, you know, whatever it, it's, it's the amateur level. My mindset is you win and you learn yep. at this level. So you know, I went out there, I, I wanted I just wanted to fight him. And it looks like a lot of people are scared of him now. Yeah. And uh at least I can say I got in there with him. Right. Uh but yeah, dropping the weight classes and everything, that was a goal from the start. Um I was I was really big. I used to be really big. So, you know, we got that opportunity with the first fight, you your, know, I fought your, him. Your
0: first fight, you were uh you were like you, you were chunkyish. But you looked muscular. to same, you know what I'm saying? If, if, yeah. Like you look like almost oh, not a bad a bad dad, but uh, like you look like you put on some weight, but you had muscles a little. You know what I'm saying? You were boxy round, like I used to tell people I, I used to be boxy round. Now I'm just round, but you were boxy round, and uh, you had a mustache. You had a nice little uh, you had a lot of flavor to you. Like you came in with the must, like the mustache, and you were I forget you you did some antics or you, you were uh, appealing to the crowd and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, your first fight was a joy to watch because he was all muscle bound and steroids looking and stuff. So uh. <laughs> I I was a fan of yours ever since then. Like you took him right down, and I think you immediately got him in a was it a, uh, a crucifix?
1: Yeah, it, it's funny too because uh, I told my coach that's how I was going to beat him. I just had a feeling. Uh, I actually was surprised that he even ran me against the cage. I I, I I was full on ready to box with the dude, even though my boxing at the time. I mean, I don't think my boxing is good yet, but at the time it was definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> like anything, but uh, yeah, that that first fight, you know, that was um, that was that was the moment I knew like this is yeah that I feeling can, yeah the
0: crowd the win every yeah uh your mindset from for me especially me but I think from fighters that it should be that way that's the perfect mindset because I can't tell you how many people I, that that. I've known that started out 2 and 0, oh, 3 0, and, oh, and they literally thought they were the best motherfucker in the world. Mm-hmm. They could beat Brock Lesnar, they could beat the people in the UFC, and I'm like, dude, you're a 3 0 oh amateur. Mm-hmm. What do you, and then they lose though. Or even some guys, they got to 7 0, and, oh, and then they lose, and they, they, can't, they can't gain back that fucking what they, that mystique that they once had in their own head. You see fighters in MMA do it, or in the pros do it. Like the UFC, when they, they have a five fight win streak or a six fight win streak, and they, Kevin Gasselman, was a prime example he lost one fight and then he lost like the next four after that or three after yeah. that because their mindset is um is I think it's a little too egotistical they think that they nobody in the world can beat them we can all be beaten on any given night anyone can be beat for sure absolutely uh, <laughs> so your I think your mindset is super strong. I apologize for misjudging you, but I didn't even know you. That, no, you're totally fine. Because I just watch things from outside, and we all develop our own opinions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you've been a joy to watch the last few fights for sure. Like you got, to, you had some bangers, man. What, what were those like? Because uh, you had some really tough fights. What was it like to get the win column on some tough fights?
1: Um, Well, I mean, especially, like I said, after Clark, because uh, I was just kind of like, you know, I was in the locker room in the back, and... One thing I want to say about that day in particular—that um, has been the only fight so far where I woke up in the morning and I'm like, "This is the last thing I want to do today," <laughs> you know. And it had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with the crowd. It was just like I woke up and I'm like, "I don't want to fight anybody tonight." This right. is and I got there, and then my uh, my coach he texts me. He's like, "Hey, I'm sick. I can't make it." You know. And you know, I, I have four coaches total, but um, you know, the one that one of the ones that really sticks by me through the camps he was sick and then that kind of like weighed on me a little bit and it's not his fault at all you know I mean that's this is something that
0: but these are all the things that go into yeah yeah
1: but um after him I was in the back and I was just kind of like you know I need to it needs to be a while before I fight again you know because I fought three times in 2021 and now I'll be three times in 2022 in two weeks but I was like I'm gonna take this long layoff I'm gonna get better and da 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 you know but uh that opportunity to fight back in March came up and I was like, you know what? Just more ring time, more cage time, whatever you want to call it. Uh, getting back in the win column was awesome because it made me realize uh, that I can that I can win and I do belong here with these guys on this level. I think, um, and especially after beating Justin, the last one, that was huge for me too. Yeah, and um, you know, for beating a guy with a positive record, beating him, you know, a guy out of his gym, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and and the way I did it, I feel, is, uh, you know, it just, it didn't blow me up. It didn't, right. you know, put me up there. Because, like, you know, I got another guy in two weeks, and, you know, everybody's got a
0: puncher's chance. No, for sure. And it's a lot of fights to have in two years. Uh, the one thing that I think that, uh, and it sounds like uh, there's a the silver lining in the two losses, be, besides the competition and getting in there and having the experience, is that your record puts you on a uh, – sometimes guys fight out of their their there's levels to the shit
1: yeah <laughs> and just because
0: we're amateurs like it doesn't mean that we're on the same amateur level like guy's been an amateur for four or five years mm-hmm. it's for, he can't he shouldn't be fighting a guy who's been an amateur for a year mm-hmm. uh, so it kind of puts you in a good category to fight people who have had who have the same experience as you do yeah because a lot of times we get you get, get rushed away into the uh into the scene because you are two and o oh, or four and o, oh, and oh, now we're gonna have big fights. Well, big that guy's been training for six years, and I've been training for two years. It's not the same level of expertise and stuff. So I think that it helps you in that respect to be to get opponents because everybody's gonna look at a record and be like, "I want that guy." Yeah, yeah. I think that guy. He's two and three. He's three and three. Oh yeah, we're, we can do this for sure. He's, yeah, I got that when. It's going to be a bad night for them if they if they're thinking that with you. Uh I'm a huge fan of your style. You really uh, you had a nice little fan base too. The last time they all had uh they surprised you with what did su- what they surprise you with?
1: It was um it was a bunch of people from my work and they all had uh mustache t-shirts yeah. and said sub zero on the back. I had no idea they were going to do that.
0: I was outside when they were talking about it. So I. I she's like, don't say nothing. Don't tell him or anything. And I think one of them might have ruined it for you a little, just before they had the, the big reveal because mm-hmm. I think they wanted to pop it all out to you at once or whatever. So so you're like an all-around good dude. If, the, if Those are all the people from your work coming and stuff. So you must be really liked at work and shit too.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I, as cliche as it is, like I just, I want to treat people how I want to be treated, you know? I just, there's just too much... Uh, or there's not enough time in life to just be pissed off at people or be mad at people. Right? You know, it's like anytime I fight somebody, I I immediately like, like dude, like we just experienced this wild thing together that a lot of people are not ever going to experience in their life. You know, and I have the utmost respect for anybody I get in there with. I always, you know, try to shake their hand, say thank you, whatever, you know, and like guys like Owen and, uh, Justin and and Toby, the first guy I fought, um, they've been really respectful. I have not said anything to Clark or the guy I beat back in March, um, but it, it has nothing to do with who they are or anything like that. It's just I just want to be friends with everybody. Really, right?
0: <laughs> no, it, it, so you're not a guy that has to be mad at somebody or dip. no, like you don't have to find an anger an angle and you just like to compete. It, pretty much. Uh, how long did you wrestle for? Uh, close to seven years. What age did you start? I'm sorry, I, the math I can't
1: do. Oh, you're fine. Um, oh God, was it 12? 12. Roughly 12, yeah. And, and I was terrible when I first started.
0: <laughs> I think, well, everybody is when they first start anything, though. It, uh, my kids always say some stuff to me like, oh, I, I suck at that. And I'm like, you know, Michael Jordan sucked at basketball at one point in time, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody, when they first started, there's a learning curve for sure. So, what did you like most? Did you do any other sports, football, basketball? Uh,
1: I, I played football for a little bit. Um, I liked it the first year. When I was like 14, yeah, when it wasn't you know gotta take it seriously. Uh, and this sounds weird, but I don't really like, uh, <laughs> I don't really like playing on a team.
0: Yeah, no, um, I get it.
1: I don't like relying on anybody else. I don't want somebody relying on me, um, especially if I'm not as good as they are, or if they're not as good as me, things of that nature. So I've always enjoyed wrestling because it was. Just me.
0: It's definitely mano, y mano, but it's also a team sport. Like yeah. maybe wrestling isn't as much as MMA. and I don't know wrestling that well, uh, but I know MMA. It's an individualistic team sport. Yeah. Because you do you go in there and compete by yourself, but all these people helped you get to Absolutely, the spot. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. That like the bonds you make with your teammates is something that I I, I miss that more than anything that I, about the fighting, the the the, the partying, the 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 because when I first started fighting, it had just kind of blown up. Mm-hmm. So like you would In St. Louis you would go to a bar And people would want to talk to you And want to buy you drinks and shit So you felt like You felt like you were somebody Even though you were nobody Yeah uh, So that part was really cool But the the training with the, the bonds you make with the teammates That I still see at the fights What I love about doing this My uh, interviews at the fights Is I get to run into a lot of old teammates That are now coaches And stuff like yeah. that And they got their own fighters uh, What's your favorite part About tr- about the training And the, the, the whole a- the aspect of MMA Um
1: Man, my favorite part about training. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, yeah, it, it it is the, even though I said I don't really like playing on a team, but like it, it is the camaraderie of just building and getting better with your teammates. Um, and anytime I get to really grapple in practice, I love wrestling. Um, just th- that was the main reason I started this. I don't think there was really any intention to do any fights. I mean, there was part of me that was like, eh, I'd like to fight one day. That'd be cool, but that's probably not going to happen. I, but I just joined an MMA gym because I just want to keep wrestling because um, I just thought that opportunity was gone, and I felt like I was a way better wrestler than I was. I had a bad mental issue in high school. So, um, yeah. What did just, you say you
0: had a bad mental issue? Are you talking about like just getting over the, the, the nerves of wrestling? or
1: Yeah, like I mentally beat myself a lot like i just look across and i'd see the guy or i i know his record you know it's like hey you're gonna wrestle this dude. it's you know he's 20 and 4 and you're you know 13 and 7 or something you know it's like it, you just i would look at somebody and be like ah, fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just that's the thing and i i learned over time i guess it just took being done with wrestling to realize that doesn't matter what anybody looks like. It doesn't matter what their record is. It, it none of that matters as long as you go out there and you know you put in the work and you know how good you are and you show out. I mean, it it doesn't matter. You can still come out on top
0: on any given day. Anyone can be beat. Who in St. Louis do you uh, out of our local fighters do you admire? Or do you look at and be like, I really like his style, or I, I could I could learn by watching him.
1: I mean, I really uh, I really look up to my. Uh, coach Jake Bueller um I know he's not the most active guy but um just what that dude has done for me and the amount of time he's sank into me for you know next to nothing you know like i don't i don't pay him um he's always just told me like as long as I'm giving it my all for him and I'm showing up and I'm putting in the work that's all he needs and um he just his mentality and his grit i mean those are things that I look up to um, as far as, I mean, I don't know a ton of local guys, to be honest with you. Um, like I, I you know, Jake Collier's fun to watch, you know, uh, uh, let's see. Evan Elder just got a, uh, UFC contract fairly recently, but I don't know much about him. He was
0: out of, uh, originally out of your gym.
1: Yeah. I, I know some backstory about that, but I, that was before me. Yeah. He left before yeah. I showed up. So, um, maybe, maybe. I can take his place.
0: <laughs> right on. Uh, no, Evan's a stud, man. We have some really good local fighters, though. Jake is a, a fucking badass. Yeah, he uh, is. I'm having a brain fart right now. Uh, Charles uh, Johnson, he's another one. He's a little small. Dakota Bush. Dakota Bush, is Dakota Bush no, is yeah. the fucking man. Yeah. That, first of all, he's a great guest on the show. I, I fucking love Dakota Bush. Uh, he, he does it the way, though, that you get noticed. Because he does it with style, and he, does, is, he talks, and he, he's just got a lot of personality. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. Sean Woodson's another, like, I think I met Sean Woodson when him and my brother fought uh, years ago. Okay. Just real talk. Tall yeah, guy. I know Sean. Yeah. yeah know uh, Sean. I've been, his work ethic, I've been a fan. Of, like, there's so many guys in St. Louis that, well, they've been, like, Jake, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. That w- we've all competed against one another. See, we've seen each other at the fights a whole bunch. Whether we interacted or talked a whole lot, it, it, it doesn't matter. You respect these guys that have been around in this game and around it for a long time. And, what they're giving back, like you obviously said that Jake does with you. So, what are your plans with uh, MMA? Like, is
1: um, man, um, I know what other people want for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, because I get asked that all the time. People are constantly asking, like, do you, do you want to go pro someday? Like, do you want to go? You know, it's like, I mean, when I was like 14 years old, uh, that's like when I first discovered UFC. Uh, I was like scrolling through the channels one night and I saw Ultimate Fighter. And it was just so intoxicating. I was like, I, I got to do that someday. I got to be, I got to be there. I got to be on that stage. Um, but I look at each fight individually. So like when people are like, what's, what's next? I'm like this next guy, that's what's next. So just working my way up. Um, ideally though, I mean, if I had to put a time frame on it and if I would like to go pro, which, you know, is, is a possibility, um, you know, I've only fought for two organizations um, it'd be cool to win a belt in each and defend it each and then maybe think about pro from there um, you know my coaches want me to get at least 10 or 12 fights at the amateur level which is a lot but um, I don't well, you're,
0: you're almost halfway there
1: yeah it'll be 6 in 2 weeks Yeah. So, um, but like I said uh, one fight at a time I think that's more or less the, the scope of what I'm trying to look at and, 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 and how I perform in those fights as they come so,
0: uh, what do you know about your opponents? You said you were fighting in two weeks. On so what what card are you on? And uh, where's it at?
1: So it's Cage of Honor eighty-seven down in Cape Girardeau. Um, this will be my second time I fought under Cape. G- uh, ugh, I can't even talk. And the second time that I fought under Cage of Honor. Um, his uh, his name is Zach Carlisle. Um, they haven't like announced our fight yet, but I mean, it's it's whatever. It's in two weeks. Uh, but I guess I'm gonna be early on the card, which is fine. The sooner I get out of there, right. I can drink beer, eat pizza, all that stuff. Um, he's three and three. And I believe, from what I've been told, this is the third attempt that they've tried to get us to fight. Um, the first time was right after my first, back in, like, like last summer. They asked if I wanted to fight him. I was like, sure. And then um, apparently the fight fell through, and he fought somebody else. So I was like, Okay. And then um, they asked me to fight him again last November. Fight fell through. He fought one of my teammates instead. So is he
0: out of the gym that puts on the card? Or is I don't. A, I
1: don't think so. Okay. I think that's peak, peak uh, performance. Peak, or something.
0: I I don't know too much about Cape Girardeau but, area.
1: But he, uh, I think he brings in uh, the tickets. A lot, yeah. Yeah. Right on. So and that's fine. You know, last dude I fought in Cape was a Cape guy. You know, a lot of cheering for him. People booing as soon as I shot in on him, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff. It's like, you know what? Like, if you're all pissed off, like uh, tell tell him to go fight in kickboxing if you want to see him stand up.
0: I, I fucking uh I hate when people say this. All he did was all he did was wrestle me and or fuck my hump, fuck my leg and shit. I'm like, no, you didn't do anything to get up. Like this is called mixed martial arts. You have to uh the first two guys I fought, uh my buddy Ray, who had grappling experience, who had learned, he picked up grappling experience, was training at Burgers, and uh, Josh McGrody. Josh McGrody, we were told, was a high school. He had a little bit of high school wrestling, and he was like 5'10". Well, Josh McGrody's like 6'1", and he's been wrestling since he was fucking four. Uh, and that was the deciding factor in the fucking, is wrestling. So I went to the gym, and, uh, Nick Zona and Mark Potentri. I fucking love both of them. I think they're the two greatest MMA wrestling coaches of all time. I worked religiously with them guys, and nobody ever beat me because of wrestling yeah. ever again and shit, because it's MMA wrestling, and uh, I don't understand how people don't don't work on that more. Why do you think some guys struggle to develop that side of their game?
1: Um, I think a lot of dudes, I, I mean, there's a lot of guys at the amateur level, because like, the, the amateur level is pretty solid, I mean, if you oh, compare right, it yes. to... In St. Know, Louis right now, it, yeah. Yeah, Missouri's always seem to have good fighters come out of it we're rough (laughs) baby but uh i think a lot of guys uh like to stand and bang i think a lot of guys get so comfortable with their hands that's you know they just kind of rely on that
0: i think a little bit of it it's easier to work on your hands
1: yeah and i i mean hans i mean we we are grapplers you know i mean we got we've got good boxing coaches good striking coaches and stuff but um We like to take people into deep water and drown them if we gotta, and that's what I like to do. I just, to me, uh, being able to literally control somebody and find a way to do what I want with them, or just put the pressure on them, make somebody feel tired. That's really my goal.
0: I thought I I loved. I used to fight all the time in the streets and shit like that because I was a little (laughs) punk ass kid. But the first time I seen two guys grapple, uh, and just. I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world that you could beat somebody and never throw a punch. Mm. I was just, like, enthralled with that. Like, I couldn't believe that, that, that people really did that <laughs> and were able to do that. Frank Mir, when he subbed, uh, I think it was Tank Abbott, he, like, got him on a leg sweep <laughs> or whatever. Like, it was something ridiculous that he did to him. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he never even fucking hit me. Never even, and he shows his face and stuff. And what the fight that really sold me into ju- our grappling was uh, Diego Sanchez and Nick Diaz. Because they did this... And if you, for you people at home, I'm just making a, a, a cloud of dust with my hands. Because that's how they, they just rolled and rolled and rolled. Mm-hmm. And then usually Diego would wind up on top because he was a little better grappler at the time. But it was just, I think Diego described it as two wizards going at it after yeah. the fight. I just thought it was so fucking cool. Um, so what do you, what do you know about your opponent? You said though, he was three and three. I, I forget. I cut you off at some point in there.
1: Oh, you're fine. Uh, I, I, I guess he's a kickboxer. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, I'm not here to talk trash. That's not who I am. I respect everybody. I'll do it for you. I'll
0: do it for you. Don't worry.
1: Um, But so this fight was accepted, like in mid September, something like that, or early September. I can't really remember when we accepted the fight. Maybe it was late August. Shit, I I can't remember. But um, he's had two kickboxing fights in that time frame, and to me, it's like if I accept a fight, I mean, and. This, this doesn't go against anybody's you know will to keep competing and do all those things especially at the amateur level but like when you know you have me in eight weeks and then you take two fights in that time frame like that makes me feel like you're not taking me seriously um but he's had two kickboxing fights and you know it, like i said he's got a puncher's chance he's i've seen him knock somebody out um but he's he's dropped both of those uh kickboxing fights and uh i think he lost one by decision and he lost one by getting knocked out so, when how long ago did he get knocked out? Oh uh, man, that was, uh, I think that was like the last weekend in September. So almost mm, a month ago. He, he might not be clear. I think he still is. I think he is. Um, if he got a 30 day, then he'd be just outside of range for it. Um, but it, I mean, it,
0: I, you know, I don't know, piss on your parade or nothing, but if I was you, I would go check and and see and do, before you finish the weight cut or get started with the weight cut whatever do your homework a little bit because mm-hmm. the fact that they haven't confirmed it on you uh like actually 100 confirmed it, and he just recently got ko'd i would be a little because i've had that happen like i sold uh fucking in sullivan missouri or washington missouri i sold like 20 something tickets and mm-hmm. we all drove down there and my opponent didn't show up uh, and i cut from uh, i was the, i was in the best shape of my life too but i'd cut from 205 to 184 I was weighing 207 when I was at the house and shit, man. it's fucking fantastic. And then I get all the way down there and nobody shows up. And I would hate to have that, see that happen and stuff. Yeah.
1: I And, I mean, for me to go through a cut. And, and the other thing is whether, you know, you're, you know, I'll fight anybody. I'll do it. And Like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, like, I don't want to show up and they're like, hey, we got this guy for you instead. You know, that's not what I prepared for. And that's not what we're doing. That's not. You know, there's a plan in place, and it's not just taking random fights. And we've made that mistake, you know, with, um, like, when I fought Owen. I mean, and Owen's fucking good. So, it's not like I'm upset with that loss. But that was a fight I took 13 days out just because I wanted to fight somebody. Right. You know, and I was not in shape for that fight at all. And uh, But, yeah, that's – I mean, my last weight cut was tough. It was really tough. So. What do you cut from? um, I walk around – 85
0: to 90. The last 2 weeks, what do you cut from? Uh low 70s. And you you fight at 155? Yeah. You walk around at 190? Uh close, yeah. <laughs> How long does it take you to get from 190 to the uh to 155, 156?
1: Well, I need at least 8 weeks. <laughs> 8 weeks.
0: So, um so about so, 8 weeks. Yeah.
1: Once uh Usually, like, I'll get the fight news. or whatever. like, And I'm not – it's not like I'm not training. I'm already training. I'm just
0: – No, there's a difference in your diet and yeah. the preparation.
1: So, like, it's like, okay, hey, we got a fight. Boom, eight weeks out. It's like, okay, um, no more beer. So, I would say week and a half, two weeks, um, that beer gets out of the system. And then that's usually like ten pounds I lose immediately. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I love I love beer so much. And <laughs> I know that sounds silly because it makes it sound like I'm an alcoholic, but uh, <laughs> I'm like a. Uh, I'm like a craft beer kind of sewer. Yeah, right. On. Like I love visiting microbreweries. I'm going to cut that
0: part out and just put in the I love beer so much. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't have to cut it. No, I mean, I love beer. No, I'm dude. talking about No, I'm going to I'm going to cut out the craft beer part oh. and just leave in the I love beer part. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Man. No, you're fine. No, I get definitely get out. I could sound uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> so how 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 did you develop a taste for craft beer? So um, are you going to beer tastings?
1: Uh, I mean, I tried to uh, I had a side gig uh, a buddy of mine actually owns um, this place called Beer Sauce in Sunset Hills. It's a craft beer store. So it's like you can go in there and drink, eat, and shop. But um, I kind of got into it one night. It was like uh, me and my wife and some friends, we uh, we had a birthday dinner for me. This was a few years back. But um, we were going to go see a midnight movie at the Tivoli down on the Loop. And um, there was one bar that didn't have a big-ass line coming out of it, and it was called Hopcat. And it, it's gone now, unfortunately, but it was a really cool place. But we went in, and all the beer they had there was all local craft brewery stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit is. And I'm like, I'll, I'll drink a schnickelfritz. Fritz. I don't know what that <laughs> is. And uh, it, it wound up being fantastic, and then I just kind of fell in love with it. And I just feel like, you know, I, I like Budweiser and Bud Select, you know, all this stuff, Anheuser, St. Louis, whatever. But uh, it just that's
0: where the taste is is in the craft. For price. our uneducated friends, what is a craft beer exactly? What's the difference between that and like a uh, an AB product or a regular beer? Um, one
1: has flavor, one is piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I like. I said I, I like. I like my my Bud products and all that stuff. Uh, but like, it, there's just like it's there's just a wide range of stuff, and you know I might butcher when trying to explain things, but like, you know you got sours and you got stouts and you got lagers, ales and wheats and marzens and IPAs. IPAs are awesome. Uh which I just recently fell in love with uh, India pale ales. And um, the reason why they're called that is because when they would ship the barrels way, way back when, whatever, I'm not going to give you a year cause I'll <laughs> fuck that up. But um, they, they would make them extra hoppy when they would send them over there because um, they would lose all their flavor traveling in when, transit. Yeah. So um, they would now they're IPAs. So that's why a lot of people, when they drink IPAs, they're like, Oh, it's way too hoppy. I can't, can't handle it. It's like, it's, Beer is already an acquired taste, so an IPA is the next level.
0: I think beer is definitely an acquired taste, man. I used to, I used to be an alcoholic and drink the shit out of it, eight days a week and stuff. But <laughs> at some point in time, I. I I lost a taste for, like, my brother-in-law got me hooked on some apple, uh, some apple beer, Shafley Apple, the apple stuff they had for Christmas or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would love it, and then it would go away, and I was like, I don't really like other beer. <laughs> so I started drinking rumblements. <laughs> yeah. Rumble is <Mint's> my favorite. <laughs> and on that note, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come right back and play Squared Up. Uh-oh, is that a leaky roof? Who are you going to call? Damn, my gutters came off. Who are you going to call? Man, I need new siding. Who are you going to call? Oh, no, it's 3 a.m., and my roof just blew off. It's an emergency. Who are we going to call? Halsey Roofing. For all your gutter, siding, and roofing needs, and even in an emergency, call Halsey Roofing at 314-846-7663. Halsey Roofing. Are you ready? I can't hear you. I said, or... You ready? Cause it's time, baby. Bitches, Squared up. Would fifteen-year-old you be proud of you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did fifteen-year-old you think you was gonna be doing?
1: Um, thought I'd be making movies.
0: You are a big movie buff. I read too. I seen that. Yes, huge uh, movie buff. What's it, what does it? What does that mean? You watch um. Uh, you go to the movie theater, you got a little season pass to the movie theater. You, you've seen every every horror movie from the 80s.
1: Uh, it means I've seen a lot, and um, I will typically quote them on a daily basis. Maybe some more <laughs> obscure lines where someone looks at me like I'm dense. But uh, no, and then I'm that weirdo that likes to you know watch that really independent stuff that nobody's even heard of. Right. Or I'm that asshole that's like, yeah, I, I told you Black Adam would suck. You know, like it's just...
0: Did you, did you go to do any of that in school or anything like that?
1: Um, I had a couple film classes. I took a uh, film course in college, and uh, that professor I thought was a fucking idiot. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, but yeah, I um, that's what I thought I was going to be doing. But, uh, well, I, I mean, that was the dream. The, the dream was right to on. be a filmmaker. right? And uh, I had a counselor in high school basically tell me to give up on that.
0: I, I, I hate th- grown-ups that do that to kids. You should tell them, you should be be realistic with them maybe and tell them, like this is the downside to that dream, but it's still possible. It's still real. Yeah, uh, it takes a little hard work. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a little bit of luck. But you can still achieve this goal. I think that we get we lose sight of telling people because we want them to be safe. Go work at fucking the nine to five or go, go whatever the, that job is. But people just want kids to be safe. And I'm the opposite of that shit. If they were to remake a movie about your life, who would play you? Man. Uh
1: Chris Pratt, let's let's do Chris Pratt.
0: I, I can see it, oh shit, one hundred percent. I can see it. He's in everything. So he, man, he is not. these days for sure too, and his his body transformation uh, is is more spectacular than yours because he was fat as fuck at one point yeah. in time. I was actually almost three hundred pounds. Oh wow, so yeah, I didn't yeah. see, I didn't, I didn't know that guy. There's not know. a lot of pictures of me. available. <laughs> I feel you on that. I try. I tried to hide it from the camera and stuff, and then I was just doing the show, and I'm like, oh, I can't really do that these days, so I'm going to start going back to the gym today. Uh, today's going to be my first day back at the gym. There you go. If you could be friends with any celebrity, who would it be and why?
1: Um, I don't know if it it's necessarily, if he is technically a celebrity, but uh, man, I'd love to know George St. Pierre, or just hang out with him,
0: get his work ethic, uh, just He's a true mixed martial artist. Yeah. He's a true martial artist. Uh, there's not very many people that I, that I I put that on because like people like me I, I mean I came to fight I didn't come to like the to get the Zen and all that bullshit I enjoyed fighting so when there's guys like George St Pierre I have the utmost respect for what they bring. What song are you singing on karaoke night? <sighs> <laughs> let's uh, let's uh let's go with um, "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Right on. That's been brought up before. I'm going to have to go back in the archives and look, but uh, I heard it's a good song. Uh, Do you sing? Uh, Do you attempt to,
1: huh? uh, Nah. (laughs) I mean, I like to. My wife would disagree, but uh, I'm not not a a, a singer. I'm
0: not going to put you on the spot and make you sing or nothing like that. (laughs) What is something you wish you had started doing earlier in life? Uh, Mixed martial arts. Besides mixed martial arts, what is something (laughs) you wish you had started doing earlier in life? Ah,
1: man. Ah. I, I don't know to be honest with you. I feel like I've kind of hit everything where I've wanted to hit it. Um, I mean, I could say something lame like start reading comic books. Like I just really started reading comic books recently. Well,
0: I I can I can understand that because I wish I had started using the mechanical the fucking toothbrush a lot sooner, <laughs> the battery operated one, because that's fucking thing. It's like you just it does all the work fucking for you. Uh, what is your proudest accomplishment?
1: Um, man, I hate centering everything about around MMA, but. Uh, I mean, just just winning and continued to win, um, especially because this is something that I wanted to do since I was fourteen. But at the same time, it was like that's never gonna fucking happen. <laughs> You're not gonna have the balls to get in a cage and swing at somebody.
0: Oh, did you? Did the fourteen year old didn't know. Uh, would you be friends with you? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would not be friends with me I I would be honest I I like We would Actually we probably would be friends But when we first met We would not like each other I'd be like Man that guy talks too fucking much And he he
1: That's You know That's how I feel (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like That dude He's almost as cool as me And I don't like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is the best season? Not your favorite What's the best?
1: Um, Ah Summer
0: it's wrong. It's okay, guys. It's all right. Luke's, Luke's a good-looking fighter. So uh, it's okay that he's wrong about this. It's definitely fall. Fall, especially when you're chunky too. Fall is the greatest season. The camp, the uh, fires, the fuck the beer, the hoodies. Uh, my favorite holiday. Fucking summer gets too goddamn hot, man.
1: Well, if you're on the beach, it ain't too bad. But there's
0: nothing bad on the beach. No. I bet I bet the snow isn't even bad on the beach. Uh, what is your favorite holiday? Christmas definitely, no doubt. Like, what do you think Christmas is? Do you think it's like just in December, or is it the last two weeks, or is it only on Christmas Day? Because for me, Christmas starts. The Christmas holiday season starts uh, November first.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 one of those assholes that uh, like, I walk into Walmart or Walgreens. I, I love the atmosphere.
0: Yes, <laughs> no, I've...
1: I love the music. I love uh, the decorations and everything. But like, yeah, I can understand why people hate it. But uh, I just. You know, it, it's like the end of the year's coming, and you're seeing all these people and uh, drinking, eating, all that stuff. And I, I do love the cold weather. Winter would be my second
0: favorite. I, I enjoy I enjoy winter, too. So uh,
1: there's just everything about, like I said, the camaraderie of yeah, no, family and friends. 100% agree. Uh,
0: if you were in a band, what instrument would you play? Oh,
1: man. Uh, if I would learn... Uh, which I've actually thought about attempting to learn, uh, lead guitar. Lead guitar. Yeah. Uh, have you, you have you, do you pluck at all? No, my uh, my father in law is really fucking good. Yeah. And uh, I thought about maybe after this fight, maybe uh, you know, in between training, taking some lessons
0: from your father in law, from yeah, from my father in law. All oh, right on. That's a be a good bonding experience for the two of you. Or a bad one depends on what type of in-laws you have <laughs> no they're great i figured so if i were arrested what do you think i'd be arrested for
1: um man if you were arrested probably um feel like you'd be like socking some dude outside <laughs> like like a line to get into a club or something <laughs> maybe he's already like pissed drunk and he's like talking shit and he's Looking at you like, what are you gonna do about it? I know Bruce Lee shit. And then you're like, Oh yeah? Okay. Well, here's this. I you just you just seem like the guy that would just be like, I'm giving you a chance. Okay, now you're pushing it. Okay, bam.
0: If you were a musical instrument, what musical instrument would you be? Oh man. <laughs> what musical instrument best describes your you or your personality? Man, that's
1: that's an odd question. I never even thought about something like that. Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, like the bass guitar. No, the drums. Let's go with the drums.
0: The drums. I like the drums. Yeah, uh, they've drove the neighbors nuts and crazy from in many households all across the United States for years. Uh, Is a hot dog a sandwich or a taco?
1: I hate hot dogs. Um, Man, I never thought of it being a taco. That's kind of weird because of the way that the bun folds. Uh, Let's let's. Let's go controversial. I'm going to say taco.
0: Taco. It can. I. Uh, Adam Meredith answered this the best I've ever seen anybody heard anybody answer it. There is duality. It is both a sandwich and a taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could argue it's both. But I, I, I agree with yours, with your answer that it's a taco. We'll see how the the poll continues to grow. If animals lived amongst us. And if the animals lived among us, which animal would be the biggest partier? Like if they were human-like, but they still look like their own self. You know what I'm saying? Which one would party the most?
1: Animals could walk. I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun to watch a penguin get pretty drunk because <laughs> they fall over enough as it is. Just the waddle, or or like a uh,
0: like a walrus or something. A walrus? That seems like it'd be fucking uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you could just just put the bong in its mouth i can picture it in my head here
0: <laughs> too which one would be the funniest oh man uh
1: so i'm just trying to think of animals being drunk <laughs> like i don't know why um uh, this is something i never really thought of uh oh man maybe like a like a pig or something
0: i'd have a hard time not eating it because, I, boy, I love me some swine. Bacon and ham is, like, the the greatest inventions that God ever made. I
1: love beer and bacon together, They're,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> those those are pretty good with anything, though. Which one would be a Debbie Downer? And I'll, I'll start this one. The koala. The koala bear would be a Debbie Downer. It just moves real, like, it just stares off in the space. It eats the shittiest food in the world. this body can't even digest it. Uh, so I, I would go with the koala would be the Debbie Downer. Uh
1: I would almost say, uh, oh, God, what is that thing called? A sloth. Sloth. It's like, dude, you take forever to do anything. Like, do not send the sloth to go pick up. Do anything. not send the sloth right. for the beer run.
0: <laughs> if you could be a fly on the wall, who would you want to be, who would you want to listen in on? Hmm.
1: Um, be cool to, like, sit in uh like bill burr's house and like listen to him like think of jokes or listen to him like yell at his wife <laughs> <laughs>
0: are you a big bill burr fan i love bill burr
1: i, I saw did. him when he came uh i did too yeah i was there
0: i think he's the fucking funniest motherfucker out there by far and his take on things about being uh everybody's a hypocrite it i, I it's just spot it's so spot on yeah i would agree i, I won't get into his uh in ending joke at the show but uh I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> not for nothing, if you throw it across the room, it's not going to be brownies no more. <laughs> but it was going to be. If you could remove one body part, if you had to remove one body part, which one would it be? Um, fingers count Fingers count as a hand, toes count as a foot.
1: Let's get rid of a I I would get rid of a foot. Whatever, you know, like, th- there's... I always joke where I'm like... Like oh, man, if I didn't have a foot, I wouldn't have to be a fighter. <laughs> I'd still find a way to fucking do it. Uh,
0: I'm I'm not losing my hand, my legs, anything on my, on my lower half because I want to walk around. I'll take an you can take a hand, an arm if you want to.
1: I I mean I'd much rather be in a wheelchair and just grab stuff. I know I say that and that's a bad thing to say. It's
0: no, if, uh if you could be a fictional character, which fictional character would you be? Oh, oh man, Sub Zero. <laughs> I like that. Uh, how to twenty seven? I guess more. I guess Mortal Kombat still has video games and stuff. Oh yeah, the, uh, they okay. just had their thirtieth anniversary. Oh right on. That game was dope. I, I, the the original Sub Zero was my favorite, no doubt. Yeah, and I Scor- got a, Scorpio uh, was my enemy all the time.
1: I got a uh, arcade <clears throat> machine in the house.
0: Yeah? Yeah. That's my, dope. Uh,
1: my wife got that for me for my most recent birthday.
0: We have one in the back. It needs restored. It's an old, uh, it's a knockoff Frogger game. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's cool just because it's a knockoff get Frogger game. It's an arcade one. But we need to get it redone and stuff. Uh, what is the worst or most annoying catchphrase you've ever heard?
1: Worst or most annoying?
0: Um, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I can I can appreciate that I I still believe that it's uh must be nice, must be nice. I used to have this guy we worked with, man. And if you bought a pack of cigarettes, must be nice. If you got lunch, must be nice. Like he said it about every fucking thing. That, anytime anybody got something, he said it about it. And it used to drive me fucking apeshit.
1: Honestly, it uh, this is I don't know if it's really like a phrase, but anybody that overuses the word bro, if you use bro too much. Like, I call people, bro, it'll be like, I'll be like, bro. But, like, that's, like, I don't say that often, right. but I got a guy, <laughs> I got a guy at work that says it fucking constantly. Bro. And I just want to, like, turn around and throw my keyboard <laughs> at him.
0: I say brother a lot.
1: Brother's fine. Like, like, hey, like, brother, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, have a good day, brother. Or, like, if you if you got to, like, give some bad news or if you got to, like, make an excuse and you're like, hey, bro. It's like no, no, <laughs> do not start it off like that. I'm I'm already pissed.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Oh, where we at? What's the one thing you wish existed but doesn't at the moment? Hmm.
1: Something that maybe maybe like a jetpack? I'd love to just
0: hover over shit. <laughs> they're, they're invent; those are out there now. These days.
1: I, I know, but like one that's like readily like available. Right. You like- ever seen Rocket
0: uh, Rocketeer, Rocket Man, or Rocketeer?
1: I've I've only seen clips of the movie, but yeah, I I, I know of the film.
0: Right. I, I wish we could have uh, teleportation because uh, I I hate driving or tr- riding in a car. It, it really bothers me. It really does. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, which one would it be?
1: Oh man, ah. Uh... I would have to say, um, maybe, maybe like regeneration, uh, like like Deadpool or Wolverine. Yeah. Like if I knew I was gonna get into a fight and a dude was gonna stab me and I knew it would just heal. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Well, if somebody okay. who's been stabbed, it it, it heals.
1: <laughs> I, I maybe like more abrupt. <laughs> I need abrupt. A healing. Quick, yeah,
0: a little quicker. What is a conspiracy theory that you one hundred percent believe in?
1: Oh man, I don't know if I believe in any. Uh, and no, none of them. I don't know, like like I believe the earth is round.
0: Uh I guess Who shot JFK?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I care. Did we land on the moon? I think so. Um I believe in aliens. Kind of a little bit. Kind
0: of, maybe not but really. <laughs> okay.
1: I believe in uh I believe in ghosts. I'll say that. I don't know if that's really a conspiracy theory
0: uh, no I used to uh um, I used to, my wife i never I didn't believe in ghosts for the longest time uh and then i more research and stuff and energy is what ghosts are yeah and I believe that that's kind of what we are and what we what we do after we're dead is or we're gone our our energy lives on so I, I kind of believe in ghosts now too it's I, I hate to say that but yeah it's true <laughs> uh what what is the hardest thing for you to give up Uh, pizza is much harder
1: to give up than beer.
0: And this is a good segue. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Not do you like it. Does it belong on pizza?
1: Okay, so it's my wife's favorite topping. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say yes.
0: It's <laughs> a good choice. Good answer. Good answer.
1: But, but you know, and I, I talked so badly on it being a topping for so long. And it really just depends on what type of pizza it is. You know, I've had pineapple on pizza where I'm like, oh, shit, no. Like Papa John's like, the, no. But, like, I think on thin crust it works a lot better. But, yeah, pizza, definitely, that's the hardest thing to give up. When I'm not in camp, I probably eat it two, three times a week, maybe. Yeah, I'm on that
0: same level with you. <laughs> if you could have dinner with any three people, past or present, who would they be and why? Any three people, past or present.
1: Um, Eddie Van Halen. I'd love to just pick his brain and understand how – talented he was and uh and also just be able to express to him like what the music he made means to me I guess um man uh I'd love to meet Bill Burr love to talk to him um hell even uh and then my favorite my favorite fighter of all time uh Cowboy Cerrone I would love to just chat with him
0: you like you like Donald the best how, how, what makes you like him What why are you drawn to him the most his
1: style, um, his style was awesome, and his mentality was cool. I don't have his mentality, like
0: very few, very few yeah. people in the world do. There's like three of them. <laughs>
1: because I think he, I think he proved that, and this is not me downing him. I think he proved that that mentality does not get you far.
0: Well, I don't know, man. He's made a lot of money. I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, in terms of like, if you want to be a champion,
0: yeah. It's, yeah. No, he's he was he's a gatekeeper's what he, his career was. Yeah. Uh If you had to change your name. What name would you change it to? Uh, something awesome like...
1: <laughs> you'd have to have like Steel or... I don't know. I, Brock is a very tough name. Brock? Not because of Brock Lesnar, but just like just the name, like Rock or Brock.
0: Uh, Blaze Snow is what I would change my name <laughs> to. I actually met a guy two weeks ago named Blaze Snow.
1: Blaze? That, that's actually awesome it's the
0: coolest fucking name i've ever heard the two coolest names are atticus a uh, at wise warrior mma has a kid named atticus and I don't, even, I don't even know what his last name is i told him not to introduce himself to anybody by any name <laughs> other than atticus that's the dopest name and then i ran into a guy's name blaze snow and i'm like holy shit that is the tightest name i've ever seen he was not a good worker and we had to kick him off the site because he talked about uh it wasn't cocaine but it definitely was something along those lines like meth uh but his name was Blaze Snow. With a name like that, I think it's the coolest name ever, and he just didn't live up to it. And yeah, maybe
1: maybe he was, you know, maybe Bla- he had a little too much snow ammunition uh, at his disposal. <laughs> that's usually my that's my weird uh code name for cocaine for some reason.
0: <laughs> if you could remake a movie and star in it, what movie would it be?
1: Ah, man. I'm not a huge fan of remakes, but um I would love to if okay, if I could star in it and make it just be the exact same, uh, I would love to replace Brendan Fraser and be in Being the Mummy.
0: You didn't like his his no, role? No, no,
1: no. So I love him, right? But uh, but that's just an- like as a kid, like I grew up watching that movie. So right. like, as a kid, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that character. I wanted to be him. So like, if I could just like
0: put myself in the role,
1: and then yeah, or or the thing. John Carpenter's the Thing. I would love to star in that movie. I was
0: so young when I seen that I couldn't yeah. tell you anything about it. <laughs> what who's the most interesting person you know? Oh shh, Nikes. Um,
1: Does this sound bad that I like I can't have a direct answer on that? <laughs> you know what? My 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 dad is a very interesting character because I feel like he constantly <laughs> evolves and what I mean by that is like I feel like I learn more about him each year with my life Um, things from his past and what he did as a kid or you know fights he was in or jobs he's worked or you know just his mentality on life and how it's adapted and just his his commitment and belief in his work ethic I mean he's just it's weird that like you can see him in one format and see him in another and like it's crazy that that's the same person sometimes who's your hero oh man um man i feel like i've already mentioned all those people uh i i i thought about my uh one of my uh grandpa's on um uh, that i never really got to meet he died in ninety uh, six so i was um you know obviously a toddler But, uh, hearing about what he went through in Korea, um, is insane. And, and I'm going to go off on like a little tangent here for a second on my last fight camp for Justin. Um, I thought I fucked up my eye pretty bad. Like we were kind of concerned for a little bit, like, you know, it was like two weeks out and, um, like I got like gouged at practice and then like the next day I came in and it was really red and I could barely see. And then I got like, I gouged again on accident and it was like. I thought something was wrong. Like I right. could barely see out of it. And um I just started thinking about you know, because I'm like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to fight. I can't do this, it's stupid, and, you know, like I'm I'm throwing off kilter, like all this stuff. I'm mentally like beating myself. And my grandpa uh was he had two purple hearts from Korea. He uh he was hit with a grenade and lost his eye. And I just thought to myself, like, this this man literally got blasted by a grenade and took shrapnel and lost his eye and still made it home. Like still, you know, saw all this action, saw all this violence and, um, still made it home. And, um, I mean, realistically without him surviving, you know, he wouldn't have had my mom. I wouldn't have been born like all these things. So th- there's more, but I mean, there's those things that I thought about and I'm like, if he could persevere through the worst shit, ever this is nothing
0: we share a common bond in that my grandfather was a prisoner of war for in the korean war for 30 months 33 months wow uh and i've literally i do something so i've done that very thing if uh, i whenever i need inspiration or strength to to continue on with doing something like can. or life sucks with and shit i think back to him quite a bit and because it's the same situation if he hadn't gotten back from korea we wouldn't none of us i wouldn't be here my kids wouldn't be here yeah the same type of deal that's really cool <clears throat> I don't anyways the so segue from that's kind of hard <laughs> if the if the roses are red, why are the violets blue?
1: Well, do we see blue the same way? you know I've always thought of that um is my blue the same as your blue? It's not that's what's crazy to me yeah. you know it's like I look at something and I'm like like you know michael jordan's uh his get up is all red, but it's like does your red look like my green?
0: It looks like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I know that women see it more colors than men do. Or it's more... Not more colors. More... Uh, yeah, it is more colors, I guess. Because variations in coloring yeah. they see better at. And so, I
1: I don't have a scientific explanation, but maybe that's just the way our my brain perceives it.
0: What would you do if you won a million dollars?
1: Um, Man, a million dollars. Okay. So, uh, I'd quit my job immediately, and I'd invest in a couple things. Um... I uh, and then probably I don't get a better house. I don't need a mansion. Right. I don't need any of that. Um my my thing is is I don't want to stop working, but I I would want to be my own boss. So definitely invest in a couple places um but also run like a uh, I've always wanted to run a drive-in movie theater. Um I know that sounds lame and it's a dying industry, but it's something that I love.
0: It's, it's pretty iconic though and people i i think today's younger people and my age it's going to come back i do believe that the movie theater is going to come back the difficulty yeah. would be the land because it, it's getting so expensive yeah that's going to be the only one of the few obstacles that they'll have to overcome but i think it, it nostalgia for even like people that are younger than you my kids want to think back to a time that that it looks really cool to go to the movie theater and i think that it will come back Yeah. Uh, Oh, shit. What's your favorite app on your phone?
1: <laughs> um, man.
0: Uh, Does Pornhub have an app? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I would say uh, there's an app called uh, Letterboxd. It's um basically social media for movies. And you can just... Uh, so, like, every day I post a... Uh, for the month of October, I post a random horror film review. And it's from Letterboxd. So you can kind of just, like... It, it's you know I'm 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 the biggest nerd in the world that likes to also fight, but uh, yeah you can just uh,
0: rate movies and share comments and review stuff with people. But that's all it is really. We used to do a Rotten Tomatoes on the show where, with the guest. We come in and uh, you have to guess what the Rotten Tomato is or the the uh, score of the on the Rotten oh, that's Tomato. Awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> I I I just found out you were a movie buff about four hours ago, three hours ago. Oh, you're good. <laughs> or else we might have done that. Also, Austin being a fuckstick didn't help either. Uh, (laughs) have you ever tried talking to your dog
1: i mean i talk to him like every day but i know he doesn't understand me (laughs) especially when i get like mad at him or (laughs) like that's the things like if my wife's around because my wife is uh man like i think if she had to choose she'd choose the dog (laughs) uh most people would. But, like, if I'm happy with him, you know, she's she's all giddy. But, like, if I'm, like, like, if he goes outside and barks and it's dark and it's late and it's, like, I get him inside and I'll be, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why why are you barking? <laughs> and then she's, like, he doesn't understand what you're saying. And I'm, like,
0: I- I- I'm aware, but I feel like. Uh, see, I, I think I- he does. <laughs> he may not know. for ba- He knows he did something wrong, though. And he knows he was barking. I think, the do- I think he understands that. Because my dog will get in the trash can. And he'll hear me walking, and he'll take off running around. <laughs> he knows right away that he shouldn't be in the fucking trash can, <laughs> and he takes off. So he knows exactly what he's in trouble for, too. Lights on or lights off?
1: Um, On.
0: TV on or off? On. What Let's see, put the TV on. What do you do when you typically get bored? What do you typically do when you get bored?
1: Um, Typically play video games. I'm a big gamer. Um, I also like to write as well. So those are my two things. If I'm super bored, those are my two things. What do things. you write? Um. My other, I guess my other passion in life besides fighting is is writing. So like just books, comic books. I try to, you know, I have so much stuff that's like just sitting unfinished. But it's almost like a therapeutic. Yeah. Um, Whether it be because like, you know, I love horror. So I like writing horror, even though my life isn't, I wouldn't say my life is fucked up you know i don't think you need to be a weirdo to write horror but um no i just you know i love reading comic books so i wanna make comic books even though i think comic books are dying but
0: a couple more questions if a male ladybug had a name what would it be called regina <laughs> i don't know why, why that's that the... me... <laughs> I... regina <laughs> if you were a flavor of ice cream what flavor would you be Mint chocolate chip. Damn, yeah, that was quick and specific. you <laughs> like have been thinking about that one before. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip, right on. Uh, last one. What do you want it to say on your tombstone?
1: Oh, crap. Not that. <laughs> oh, uh, crap. I did what I set out to do. I think that's that's my overall goal in life. Because um, you, you've got... And I'm taking this from somebody, but you've got two chapters in life. And the uh, second chapter begins when you realize you have one. And um, I just want to do everything I want to do before it's over. So, you know, that's why I fight. That's why I write. That's why I got married young. That's why, you know, I did all this stuff. So, and uh, I'm happier than I've ever been in my life at
0: this point in time. So. That that made me ask another question. Sorry. What would you do if you could live forever? Man. <laughs> and this is why I asked this because uh, we've had this question before. And I want to do everything. Like I want to try and be a doctor, be a lawyer, do carpentry, fix a house, be a mechanic. I want to learn all of the th- and experience all of the world and do all of the things. And you made me think of that when you said that. I want to do everything I want. Uh, I think that be- experience is one of the... the- the last things that we have that nobody can take from us, mm-hmm. like when you learn things or uh, you you go and you experience being around new people, or go to the fights, or the baseball game, or to a concert, or to the the beach, the park, to just take it all in and fucking, I think it's it's the last thing that we have that can't be taken away from us, uh, and that's squared up. <laughs> so there's fights on tonight. Who who your who you what are your predictions for the fights tonight? I heard you talking about you were bet you were betting earlier and stuff. Uh, we'll we'll start with the main event: Charles Oliveira and uh, Islam.
1: Um, I I'm I'm feeling very confident
0: for Oliveira. Unfortunately, I am too, and I think that's bad for <laughs> uh and and my boy Chael. Who I think Chael's got the his uh take and it. On fighting is one of the best minds I've ever seen, especially how to promote yourself and stuff like that. But he thinks Islam's going to win by, uh, because Islam said he was going to drop Charles and then he was going to follow him to the ground where nobody else has. They all waited and then get back up. Uh, I, I don't, I think Islam's in over his head too. So what about, uh, Jan and, uh, the next Connor?
1: I got to go with Jan. I still think in my mind, Jan is better than Sterling. Um, so that's a fight I want to see. I want to see that third fight between Yan and Stere. Do you think
0: Jan won the second fight? Uh, so
1: close. But I thought he was getting starch in the first until that knee.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: he had his moments. No, um, but...
0: the, uh, the one that, because they fought again.
1: Yeah, I know. The second fight I thought was close.
0: Do you think he won that fight? Heart says yes. Brain says no. Okay. I appreciate you being honest with that. Uh, what, what are we looking for? Oh, shit. Who's other than? It uh, you got Dillashaw and Sterling. There we Sterling. go. There's the, here, Dillashaw and Sterling. Who you taking? So, I'm. Um,
1: for some reason, I think Dillashaw gets it done. Uh, I think he may be the only guy. Maybe maybe besides that uh, that one cat, Mirab uh, in this the the elite of the division right now that have the best wrestling. So I think Dillashaw may be able to withstand or, you know, maybe even take Sterling down. Uh, and I think both of them kind of have questionable chins. I think their striking is on the same level too. So I think it's it's a I think it's a very
0: close fight in general. Who was it that split uh Dillashaw's head open? Sanhagen. Hagen. I thought he Hagen won that fight. I do too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I think Dillashaw will beat Sterling, and I think I'm on the same boat as you, and maybe a lot of other people. I just don't view Sterling as as good as he maybe is, or right, because he's obviously. In there competing with those guys, mm. <clears throat> but for some reason I can't. Like I told you about Charles Oliveira in the beginning, I seen him do things that I didn't agree with or whatever. So it was hard for me to get on that wagon. But the train that he's on now is just insane. Uh, where I can Darshu and uh, and Gamrat. Yeah, think. who you picking there? Um, man, I
1: I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I I've never really watched Gamrat. I think was Gamrat the guy that beat. Jeremy Stevens I'm trying to remember Jeremy Stevens' last fight in the UFC. That he was got a while caught. ago. It was either Gamrot or the dude Gamrot just beat. I can't remember. But either way, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge over Gamrot. Um but DiRouche, though, that dude is I think he's slick everywhere. Is he I out think. of the
0: Khabibs camp too?
1: DiRouche, One of the which oh, one? Gamrot. No, I don't know if Gamrot is. Um I don't think he's Russian. I could be wrong. <laughs> Uh um, he looks Russian. Yeah, but uh Dai Rush, though, man, like he can I think he trains with Gaethje. I think yeah. I think I think he trains up there with them Oh, in Gaethje, man. <laughs>
0: He's the Gaethje. baddest dude on the in the lightweight division. He can't show up for the big fight. When he took a swing and missed on uh Michael Chandler, who he beat the shit out of, uh he came back and w- he missed and he almost fell down. Mm-hmm. Th- those are nerves. That you can't when if you swing and miss and somebody and you fall down, you're ner- you're nervous or too nervous. Uh, Dustin Poirier had that same experience with Khabib. Yeah, like I love Gagey, I think he's fucking a phenomenal fighter. Oh, I love I also, to see him change his style too mm-hmm. to be more suitable for uh three rounds or to, to go longer and not take as much damage. Yeah. I thought it was really impressive what that he did, even though he reverted back to his slinging and banging. But I, I think he's the best fighter, he just can't show up in the big moment.
1: Yeah, he they I think I'm pretty sure they announced his next fight. I don't know when it is, but he's gonna fight that uh oh man, uh Fazive. I think that's how fight- the dude who
0: just knocked everybody out.
1: No, he uh He's
0: one of, uh, what's his name? Quit the uh Amali had the leg injury on.
1: No, that's Marlon Vera. That
0: dude's insane.
1: Marlon Vera's good too. No, that's uh they're two separate divisions. Right I mean. on. But uh yeah, Faziv, he has that wild ass uh he just beat RDA. Dos anos. Yeah.
0: Oh, and yeah. He yeah. beat the shit.
1: <laughs> He's got like that Russian cap he puts yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's who Gaethje's
0: fighting next. Caitlin or uh, Manon? That,
1: that's a tough one, too, because uh, Chukagian, she wins all the fucking time. She just can't, like, I, I, I don't know. She's probably, i probably have to go with her. She just, she wins a lot. She's kind of like that Holly Holm of that flyweight division. She just kind of just beats everybody, but can't beat the two or three people above her.
0: Right. Uh, so, your fight's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh how's how's the weight looking and the preparation in the last 2 weeks? So, I'm
1: I'm I'm dancing around in the low to mid 70s right now. Um the goal is to I would like to get another 10 off before the cut because um the last cut was hell. So, but we're I'm really trying with uh, my diet here and just busting my ass. Um, This week, we're going to be, we always refer to it as our hell week. Yeah. The the week before the week of the fight. So it's going to be a lot of uh, going hard and pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, I've been working on my stand-up a lot. I've been doing a lot of sparring, a lot of uh, grinding against cage, uh, utilizing pressure. Um, And I think that's where I stand out with my skill set. I think... I have the ability to wear people down and just cut off where they're going. And you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be a guy in the future that can get around that. But right now, um I just been working a lot on the stand up, wrestling too. Um I want to be able to be quick on my shots and just if I get somebody, really just hold on tight and uh doing a lot of Khabib-esque stuff, you right. know, wrapping up legs and holding people down and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, this this week is going to be sparring, really pushing the uh, cardio. I think my cardio is pretty good right now. Uh, it was great in the last fight. I felt like I could have gone another two rounds, um, but um, I don't see this one
0: going the distance. That's good stuff. That's about all the shit talking. I guess we're going to get out of you too. <laughs> uh,
1: I just, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm an amateur. You know, and the other guy's an amateur. You know he's probably chilling at home. I think he's got a kid. He's probably a really nice guy. You know, like I have nothing bad to say about him. Um, you know, I mean, unless he started talking shit on me, I would just be like, I mean, whatever he's got to do to make himself feel better. That's that's usually my mindset.
0: I, I appreciate you a lot, man. I'm a huge fan of yours. I really am. I told you, I believe that the sky's the limit for you. You have a you have a great mindset. I don't think you I don't think you understand how great your mindset is for the sport just yet, because. It's okay to fucking to have doubt or to 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 know the realist to be real about the fight game. Nate Diaz says uh, he's like I don't want nobody to come to my fights because I don't want nobody to see me get my teeth kicked in. He's like, That's all I think about, and it's different for everybody. But I think your mind your mindset is perfect for this sport, man. Uh, you're 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 a class act. You're a good dude. You're far from what I thought you were. It's what's funny about how we judge, how, how we automatically get a preconceived notion. I wouldn't say judge, but how we get a preconceived notion of what a person's personality is like mm-hmm. without ever talking to them. Uh, I'm a, Like I said, I'm a huge fan, man. I look forward to uh, watching your fights. Henry, I won't be able to get down to Cape Girardeau, but uh, we're definitely going to be pulling for you. And I hope that you go down there and do your fucking thing and come get your hand raised. Uh, good luck to you in life as well, man. I think you're a really good person.
1: I, I, really, I I appreciate that. I, 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 I appreciate th- the time too, yeah. No, I'm,
0: thank you for coming, and hanging out with me for a little bit, giving us a chance to know you and the audience to a little better, know you too. Because I think you're gonna have a few more fans after this one. I, I hope so. And as always, one love from the right lane.